Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Marcus from Ion Training in Pasadena, California. What's up, Marcus? How are you today? What's up, what's up, Bree? I am doing well. It is a sunny 73 out here in Pasadena, and I'm a happy man. Oh, man, I am so jealous. It is not 73 where I am. I'm on the other side of the country in Rhode Island, and it's probably, I don't know, like two degrees here, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you could you you could have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Every year I'm like, okay, enough in the winter time. All right. So let's jump into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? How did we get started? Uh wow. So yeah, I told this story to uh to Mitchell before, but um mm-hmm. I actually had no clue that I was gonna end up like owning a facility, had no clue I was gonna go into personal training. Uh I originally went to school to be a pharmacist. So I was uh, like getting ready for med school. And like uh, I interned at a pharmacy. And I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Like this is boring. Like I'm just in the back, like, you know, shuffling, like watching this dude shuffle pills. Like it wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, so for the next like three years of college, I just kind of like drifted through, not really sure what I was going to do. Uh, like I played football and I was like, well, this is a D3 school, so I'm not going to the NFL at all. Um, but, yeah, I basically started uh, interning under my, like, strength conditioning coach. Uh, I actually quit football and started doing personal training in college. Uh, like a lot of people, it was, like, $15 an hour at the beginning, some wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, I ended up working at this other facility here in Pasadena that kind of, like, really shifted where I was, right? Like, I, before I was like, oh, man, I want to train athletes. I want to train, like. You know all these like uh, younger people, and after like working at the studio, um, it kind of shifted me to say like, oh man, I I kind of want to focus more on these people that uh, I feel like I have a bigger impact on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a year out of uh, a year out of college. Uh, my boss at the time, he brings me in and he says, Marcus, I want you to show me uh, what numbers or like how much money you want to make next year. And in my mind, I'm like oh, I'm getting a promotion or, oh, he's going to help me with like my online business we talked about. Uh, and instead he says, all right, so we're closing the gym. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, well, I am going to move back in with the parents and be doing the dishes and taking out their trash again. Uh, right. And well, here we go. Uh, but what he followed that up with, which is a much better statement, was, uh, hey, like you showed me enough of these uh, six months that I really trust you. Uh, and I want to like, set up where you know we do a mentorship and i pass you over some of these clients uh, so that was in a 20 like late 2018 uh, so i probably take on like 30 to 35 clients um i have no clue what the hell i'm doing at all <laughs> no business background like i'm a kinesiology major but no business background at all uh, so i just show up every day and i'm like you, you ever seen that meme of the little dog sitting at the desk uh, and everything's burning <laughs> around fire. him yeah and he's like this is fine. Yeah, like that was me every day. I would show up and I'd be like, yeah, I know we're, we're doing well, right? Uh, just kind of floundered around for a while mm-hmm. there. Um, so I did, that's how I kind of got into everything, at least initially, was just kind yep. of through a, that whole little roller coaster of a story. 
All right. So kind of happened organically and unexpectedly for you. Um, but I'm sure it was a good thing because it sounds like you didn't want to be in pharmaceutical field at all. And, uh, kind of, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't really what you wanted to do. You wanted to kind of have more of an impact on people's lives, it seems like. So this definitely allows you to do that. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I think, uh, and I don't think either is wrong. Some people like to have like that impact, yeah. like on a policy side. Uh, yeah. Some people like to see it uh, like face to face. Right. right. And that like, mm -hmm. makes such a, uh, like it fills their bucket up. For yes. me, it's definitely the face to face one. Right, for sure. Uh, so now within the business currently, how are you structuring things as far as your business model goes? Are we doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, so we've been in business uh, since 2019. So that means for two of my years in business, uh, we've been living uh, in the shit storm that is every day today. Yes. So the idea <laughs> of doing any large group classes at all, uh, never even like was a possibility. I was like, no, we're not going into that. So we do a primarily uh, like semi-private training. Uh, like our biggest mm -hmm. session is 15 people right now. Um, and because that's cool, because you get to like form a lot of relationships. Uh, we don't have to have a huge space. So like profit margins can be really nice. Um, yeah. And also like, you don't have to, uh, like you can make like awesome connections like with your employees as well, right? It really mm -hmm. like help them grow and elevate as well, which is a, Right. really fulfilling at least these uh first few years in uh so primarily some my private training with a little bit of sprinkles of uh group sessions and like one-on-ones as well okay and how many members are you currently serving at your facility yeah so right now we're at uh 84 members um before the pandemic hit uh i was at about 41 uh so there's been growth in the uh in the you know everything that's happening so that's been awesome yeah absolutely through the shit storm right yeah <laughs> there we go exactly that's right <laughs> you can say it. it's fine everybody knows <laughs> yeah um, we've all been going through it so yeah yeah absolutely and i think that's putting it uh nicely at this point you know um so on the side of client acquisition, acquiring new clients, growth as far as the membership goes. How are we doing that? Are you doing any type of paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature? What's your main source for that? Yeah, yeah so we actually do, we actually, I haven't done any real like digital marketing yet. Uh, mm -hmm. That's actually one of my like big rocks for this year is to kind of get deeper into the digital marketing space. Yeah, uh, I'm doing a couple like uh, like ad courses and like Google ad like uh, courses right now. But uh, as far as client acquisition, it's been a lot of like uh, just organic things as far as like referrals, but not just like referrals, like very clear referral systems. Right. Where it's like, hey, like this is how we refer. This is when we ask for a referral. This is how many times we do it. Every time we have a meeting with a client, we like bring it up. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is how we follow up with those things. Um, so that's been a huge one, especially this past year right because like people want to know that they're going to an environment that's safe yeah um, especially because we train people 40 plus so like a little bit higher uh, uh like more immunocompromised than others right mm -hmm. so they're like oh we want to make sure this place is safe and like being able to have a friend tell them that uh makes it easier but i feel like uh at least at the beginning for me i was not asking for referrals i was afraid to 
-hmm. I was like, oh man, if I ask for referrals, like they're going to think the business is falling apart, you know? Um, and then flash forward today, we're doing like a referral raffle where if you wrap, if you refer someone, you get like a free, uh, a free month of training. Uh, well, I'd get into a raffle. So I right, think uh, right. referrals have been a huge one. Yeah. Business would fall through if it was like that. But uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be a lot of free training. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I mean, but it pay off at the end, so I might actually do something like that. But, um, yeah, so that's been a huge one. The other huge one, uh, we do, like, a charity of the month system uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, every month we, like, choose a charity, uh, and we start doing just local now. Where we're, like, kind of, like, uh, we'll partner with them. We'll run a charity workout for them. We'll give their employees free training. Uh, and it's allowed us to make some really cool connections in the community, uh, yeah. like do some amazing things that pharmacist Marcus wouldn't be able to do. Uh, <laughs> and then also just like bring people in from the charity, like an easy way to do like a bring a friend day, almost charity workout days, get people exposed. Mm -hmm. um, and I honestly say like probably those two things have been like the bigger, the biggest uh, thing that brings people into the gym right yeah. now. Yeah. As well as like a, like thumbtack bark. Okay. Yeah. With that. yeah. Yeah. A lot of people talk about that. Yeah. Um, now as far as membership growth goes, is there a specific amount of members that you would like to have or a specific revenue goal that you're looking to hit? Where are you looking to, to take that? Yeah. So, uh, by the end of, uh, next year, I want to hit 135 members. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we want the rev per member to be, uh, I think I wrote it down as, uh 279 a member mm -hmm. um so we can hit like a revenue goal of like 279 average revenue per member have 135 mm -hmm. members uh you know like keep payroll down keep like expenses from not having a huge place down right uh, i'd be extremely happy with that yeah absolutely yeah. um so now is there a specific plan in place that you have to get there and if so what does that look like yeah, so we're putting that together right now. One of it, uh, part of it is like going into the digital marketing space um, mm -hmm. and starting like run more through there. I think this last year was huge on just uh, like follow up, right? Like creating like a clear follow up system, like setting goals, not around like, uh, well, yeah, around like leads and like strategy sessions, but setting goals around like calls, right? Because uh, I think like, at least for me, once again, I would, um, once I started tracking, I was like, oh my God, leads. Yeah, like I don't have as many leads, right? Cause I'm in year two, but, oh, I didn't call this person back. Yeah. Oh, man, I called this person one time, mm -hmm. right? And now it's like a, a more consistent follow-up. And you know, in my head it's, oh, you know, they're gonna think they're, you're bothering them. But in reality it's, man, like I'm glad this guy keeps following up with me. Right. right? Um, yeah, so I think yeah. that's like just having a clear system on that. Like a lot, a lot of last year is all just about systems. So I can uh, step back from training the sessions. Like now I have like a pretty awesome team. Uh, we're bringing on a few more people next week. Uh, just like coaching positions. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all about just like getting all that squared away, so I can sit more in like the uh, marketing and sell seat. Uh, well, some team development, but. Uh, once I can put more focus there, I think this piece will uh, start to take care of itself. I just need to lay the groundwork in these first yeah. few years of like, hey, this is how everything goes. And now I never have to think about how to do it again. Yes. Uh, and that's my like perfect little world right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, something you mentioned there, like lead nurturing. 
is a huge thing that people forget about a lot of the time. Most gyms, most facilities have no system in place for lead nurture at all. You know, so it's like all of these leads that you have coming in, like you said, sometimes you're either forgetting to call them back or they've only been called once. Usually it takes like seven touches for somebody to even take action, you know, before, before becoming a member, before coming into your facility, before, you know, whether that be seeing a post from you or getting a call from you or a message or an email or something, you know, usually there are multiple points of contact before somebody actually takes action to walk in your door and sign up for a membership. So, so many facilities, it's kind of the same situation. And it, it comes down to a lot of the time, as a gym owner, which is something you also kind of touched on, was you really don't have the time because you're doing so many different things at once. You know, you're wearing so many hats, you're trying to balance so many things that that kind of falls to the back because you don't have the time. It is a a time-consuming thing. It can be. Um, So it's hard to focus your attention there when you're trying to do everything else so being in a position having systems in place for that but then also having the staff in place to be able to step back a little bit and focus on the business side of things sometimes that's hard to do because you didn't open a business or a a fitness business rather because you love business you know you open a gym because you love training people you love changing their lives in that way Uh, so sometimes it can be hard to scale back the training, step out a little bit, put some people in places to take care of those tasks and focus more so on the business side. Oh, no. Yeah. I agree with 100% with all that. So I used to, when I, uh, I just brought on my first, like really long-term employees, uh, last year in March, Mm -hmm. uh, because when I opened the studio in November, 2020, uh, in the middle of the shit storm, uh, I opened the studio (laughs) Like you said, like I was like, uh, before we got on the call, like just sleeping in the gym, basically like 5 a.m. session. And then I coach five to 10 and then I have to do like the marketing stuff. Uh, and then I'm back sessions four to seven. Uh, if I work out, you know, whoop de doo it's a good day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's like, man, like I'm just on cycle with that on burnout. Um, and I remember when I first brought on my coaches and I started to like give clients to them so they could take them on. I would leave the gym early and I'd be feeling so guilty, right? Like it'd be this awkward thing where I'm like holding on to my jacket and I'm like, uh, all right, everybody, you know, like, hey, see you tomorrow, right? Uh, and it was such a weird thing. Yeah. I also didn't know what to do on the marketing and sales side. Like I was like, okay, I have all these extra hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I would just sit at my desk and be like, well, this is, isn't clear. Right. Like training is like you go on the floor, you do the thing. It's very clear. This right. is like, oh, I have no fucking clue what to do right now. Yeah. And I did that for a while. You know, even mm-hmm. I've had business coaches since I started. But, you know, that transition is so important, but it's tough. And that's why I think a lot of people kind of like go back into it mm-hmm. uh, to go back into just training sessions. So, right. yeah, that's a, you make a great point there for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's one of the most important skills that you can learn as the business owner, because that's what feeds the business, you know, especially now that's where it's at digital marketing. Um, And if you don't know how to do that, then it greatly affects the lead flow into the into the business, you know, and 
it's always great to have multiple streams for leads coming in, whether that be through your referral plays or through word of mouth or uh, through some digital marketing at all times, just so that you have multiple people coming in through different streams at all times, because sometimes the word of mouth stuff, the referral stuff slows down a little bit, or, you know, there, there comes a point where the people that come to your facility only know so many people. So yeah. beyond that, sometimes you have to step outside of that and, you know, uh, reach out a little bit further. Um, and also with that side of things, it's not really something that you can track on a monthly basis. It's not like a guaranteed amount exactly. of people walking in your door on a monthly basis. So if you can't track it, you can't grow it. So it makes it hard to really plan on getting to 135 members if you're just kind of like, well, we'll try this this month and see how many people come in, you know, yeah. it's like, it makes it a little harder. Whereas when you have the paid advertising, the digital marketing piece down to a science, it's like, okay, I can crank it up. And it, I like to say, turn on the faucet, you know, increase the, yeah. the lead flow into the business. And basically you can get it down to a point where it's like, okay, if I spend a thousand dollars on advertising, I can expect to see X amount of people walk in the door and then our conversion rate is 75%. So we're going to get X source, amount of members, yeah. you know? So it makes it really easy to predict on a monthly basis and then kind of plan the growth trajectory for the year. Um, so definitely something that's super useful is a game changer for me. That's for sure. That's why I'm so passionate about it because it literally <laughs> took me from zero to a hundred thousand dollars a month. And, and that was the key. So a uh, huge piece. If, if there's one thing that you can learn for the business growth right now, it's, it's how to do that advertising digitally. Yeah, I agree on that so much. And it's crazy because it, it's such like you touched on, right? Like, so many of us get into the business because we probably went through some type of, uh, you know, body transformation or saw mm -hmm. like some benefit. Uh, and we just want to train people. Right? right. And that's amazing. You know, and yes. I still coach a couple sessions because I love interacting with some of my people, with my people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so like ads can be intimidating for me. It was intimidating. Yeah. At the beginning, right. And I think one thing that we uh, forget is like, Hey, like I'm supposed to be in the CEO seat. I don't have to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to be the dude going in the back on ads, right? Now, do I need to know how to track it? Do I need to know, like, you know, a little bit about right. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have my assistant now. Like, she's absolutely amazing. She's been kicking butt for me since yep. she started. Um, we went through three assistants in five weeks. Uh, and then we got her. So I'm very happy, man. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> right? But she's been running, uh, she's like taking the ad course I paid for and she's learning a bunch. And then mm -hmm. she can run those things, you know. And it's like, I can just look and say, all right, cool. Are these things being done? Are they being set up? That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, so now, one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility, what would that be? Because you learned so many things along the way. What's one of the biggest lessons I would say that, that you've learned along the way? Oh man, it'd probably be a mix of like, uh, don't be afraid to niche down. Um, 
Like, I think that's a huge one. Because mm-hmm. we, our slogan is now literally, um, Pasadena's only gym for people 40 plus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was so afraid to put that out there. I was like, oh, what if I lose clients that, you know, like are 20 and they want to train? They still come in. Yeah. Uh, I, it's always weird when I finally see them. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> you saw the website, right? But um, I think that's an important piece. Uh, I think the second piece is, hey, like, um, I know you want to get that next, you know, cert. I know you want to go do FRC and PRI. Um, and, you know, you can, but you got to do like all the marketing things first, right? Like you have to like get like a solid training base. If you have that, if you're at the point of opening the spot, you probably have enough of that. Um, and then you just have to dive so deeply into like the marketing world. You'll be scared yeah. as hell at the beginning. You'll be so scared. And you'll be like, I didn't get into it for this. And then slowly you'll start to love it. Like I used to be afraid um, of like writing, of like writing. And now I write like multiple emails every single week. And my like, me and my buddies keep each other accountable. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be afraid of like sales calls. And then I like made a script and the script kills and it makes mm-hmm. me so happy. Right. Um, so it's like, hey, like, I know you want to get that next, sir. I know that you want to, you know, put rib cage rotation into everything. But, you know, it, it, it's not the most important thing you need to do, especially, um, especially at any time if you want to be really successful in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to have clients to provide that value to, right? And if you have exactly. the certification, but you don't have any clients, what's the point, right? Who are you that, helping? Yeah. Exactly. It's funny you mentioned FRC. That's big out in California, isn't it, right now? Or it was. Oh, like, I feel like. Yeah. Well, couple... I think it's a, uh, it slowed down. I think like 2018, 2019, it like blew up. Yes. Uh, so it's still pretty big. But um, yeah, you know, as Cali people love to, be on the beach and swinging our arms around <laughs> yeah I remember I mean I remember it, it coming over here um and it was it was a big thing during that time so yeah like 2019 it was yeah. um but yeah anyway so yeah I mean making sure that you are uh, getting people in the door. And like you said, niching down, not being afraid to niche down. That's also a really good point to make because a lot of times when we do talk about the marketing piece and getting more people in the door, everybody just wants to cast a wide net just to get as many people in the door as possible. And that's not always great because you're not for everybody. You know, your facility is not for everybody. There's that saying, you can't please everyone. And it's true. And don't try to, because you're going to be wasting time and wasting money trying to do so. So really niching down and figuring out exactly who it is that you want in your gym is important so that you can speak to them directly when you're doing your advertising. And also it makes it so much easier, especially when you get into writing copy and developing your ads. And it makes it so much easier if you have a specific person that you're talking to and even like defining them. I spoke to somebody the other day uh, who had names for them, Jenny and Johnny. And it was so much easier for it. It just makes it so much easier when you can really narrow it down to who it is you want in your facility. Um, Because like I said, then you can really target your advertising to them and then you're drawing those people in and that builds your community too. You know, community is always such a big aspect of everything. And gym owners are so concerned about their community. They want to make sure that everybody uh, has a, a good family kind of support 
group almost essentially within yeah. the facility. You want people to feel welcome and, and like they're a part of something. So that's also a large part of it, making sure that you're adding to that by getting the right people in the door. And that's how you do it is by not being afraid to niche down and really target specifically who you want in your facility. Exactly. Exactly. I think um, one of the best, uh, one of the funniest and best posts, one of my uh, marketing coaches posted is he put two storefronts next to each other. Uh, and one said, uh, right foot store. We help people fix their right foot, fuck left feet. And the other one said, podiatrist. Right. And he was like, if you have a problem with your right foot, which one are you going to go to? Right. right. Like, are you going to go to the podiatrist or are you going to go to the right foot doctor? Yeah. You're going to go to the right foot doctor. Right. right. So that like also speaks, you know, if people don't understand that one, it's like, Hey, like if you're everyone, then you don't really speak to anyone. Exactly. And I, I don't think people understand that sometimes I didn't for sure. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, you kind of wonder why you're, ads aren't converting well, or, you know, you're not getting the right people in the door or the people that come in aren't signing up. And then you're just kind of wasting money on advertising. But a lot of times it's because you're not really speaking to anyone specifically, you're just casting that wide net. And exactly. Sometimes it works here and there. Some you do get some people that fit what it is that you're looking for, but you can be so much more targeted with that and, and tactical about who you're getting in and then uh you know everything kind of flows easier from there and the sales process becomes easier as well because the people that are walking in the door have goals and want to be there that is similar too yeah similar yes. pain point yeah right 100%. exactly makes it simple and super straightforward and i like that you said that you have a sales script as well because that really makes things easy and it, you know, a sales is something that I love so much. And it's a piece that so many gym owners, personal trainers are afraid of, you know, they don't like sales or they say, I'm not good at sales or, and it's like, there are so many things there that I can pick apart. But the, the main thing is like, everybody's so quick to be like, well, I'm not good at sales. And it's like, okay, well, how much sales training have you done? Yeah. You know, that's something that people don't even think about doing. And that's important. And it's like, well, I don't want to sell. And it's like, okay, well, do you want members? <laughs> like, do you want to help people actually yeah. reach their goals? Or or what are we looking to do here? You know, that's that's how you get memberships. At the end of the day, you, you are running a business, whether you like to admit it or not. You know, it's a business. So you do need memberships to keep your doors open. And those memberships are what people use to get to their goals. So, right what's so bad about it you know <laughs> yeah and i mean like don't get me wrong right like at the beginning when it came to like sales conversations especially yeah. you know younger dude i was like you know i'm 22 sitting down with like this 50 year old guy trying to sell him into something you know uh and that was tough and i'm like trying to give him life lessons and everything <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so i still get kind of nervous during sales uh and i've just accepted th that that's okay that it might yeah. always be like that, right? Like I forget there's a there was one singer and they were like, even when he was like in his 60s performing in Vegas, right? Like he still used to like throw up from nerves before every show. Yeah. And he still went out there and killed it and made it. You would never know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. Like that's it's fine to be nervous. It's fine to like not feel confident in it. But you just gotta do the thing and you're gonna fuck the thing up a bunch of times. Oh, and yes. then you'll be like, 
oh man that didn't work Ooh, i fucked this part up now i gotta change that wording yeah right? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you start to see what works what doesn't work and then you can really kind of navigate from there but you have to do it in order to get through those things and at the end of the day you know the main reason why you're there is to help somebody and if you really care about that person and you really care about helping them then you know it becomes easier and also something to keep in mind is that people that pay pay attention right so if you are financially committing yourself to something you're far more likely to stick to that and actually get where you want to be than if you're not right because if you're not it's like eh, it doesn't really matter if i go or i don't go whereas if you're spending 300 dollars a month to go to a facility chances are you're gonna get your ass there and get it done <laughs> exactly you know exactly um, so it's it's accountability it's a it's a huge accountability piece for a lot of people and most of the time people need above all accountability that is like the major thing that people need is is the accountability piece uh just to to get there and get it done um so don't be afraid to charge people don't be afraid of sales those are my two free two uh two big tips for the day <laughs> breeze two tips that's like right it. <laughs> don't be afraid to charge what you're worth i should say um and and don't be afraid of sales so i like it that's gonna yeah. be your new thing on all the podcasts now i mean it pretty much is you know yeah. i i tend to talk about the same things like the value of what you provide there's so much value in what gym owners and what personal trainers provide and a lot of times i think it's overlooked you know and um it's hard also to put a value on yourself you know, a lot of people struggle with that aspect of things. So it can be challenging to define your worth and charge what you're worth. And that's why a lot of times people get into yeah. situations where they're undercharging and then you have to get so many people in the gym. It becomes like a volume game rather than, you know, really niching down, getting the right people in the door, charging what you're worth and providing the most value for those clients and getting them to where they want to be. So exactly. 100% pre yeah. it's like, and if you look at attrition too, it's like, mm -hmm. man, do you really want to have all of these clients that are underpaying you? So you have to keep bringing in even more clients. Exactly. And then you have to deal with, or your staff has to deal with all these people leaving, right? Because right. if you're, if you're paying, if you're not charging people enough, like you're not able to provide a good enough service. Mm -hmm. And they probably realize that and think they should be getting better, even though they're not paying for it. Right. <laughs> it's like this, it's this wheel of just like yes it's the hamster uh, wheel yeah expectation not met expectation not met from like the member and as you you you're yes. like oh man i joined this shit to make a bunch of money and like i'm like coaching every session and not happy and mm -hmm. what happened right right so yep. happens all the time yeah all the time all right so as we start to wrap up here where can the listeners find you on social media uh, yeah, so my my best place is uh, on Instagram. Um, it's uh, Marcus underscore McDuffie. Uh, I'm big on like looking at the whole picture of things. Like I think a lot of people are way too hard on themselves. They beat themselves up way too much. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they flounder because they're not like, I know mindful gets thrown out as just like corny ass word, but like a lot of people don't actually like practice like 
mindfulness. So a lot of people have this stress from work build up and then they can't function well in their business because they haven't dealt with those emotions and those stressors, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you're looking for stuff on that or just to do, you know, lifting heavy weights, um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Marcus underscore McDuffie, M-C-D-U-F-F-I-E, uh, or on Facebook, uh, Marcus McDuffie, uh, same spelling, hopefully, <laughs> on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome yeah. so marcus from ion training in pasadena california thank you so much for taking the time to join us today it's been awesome having you on the show awesome Brie. well hey it's been awesome talking to you as well and uh thanks for having me on of course thanks a lot i appreciate it and to all of the listeners out there make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show in the meantime keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side jim lords out Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Keith and Jason out of Anytime Fitness West Bend. Gentlemen, what is going on? How are you today? Doing good, man. Doing good. Doing awesome, Joe. Excited to have you on here. I really enjoyed the chance to interview people in the Anytime franchise because Anytime really gives a lot of freedom and license to operate clubs how you see fit, how to really succeed in your individual markets. And so I'm excited to dive into this, but guys, take us back, right? Put us in your time machine back in, in before this club even existed, what made you guys want to open this specific location? Yeah, good question. Uh, so that's probably a, a better question for me since, uh, since I, I'm a little bit older than Keith. Um, but so for myself, my background is in exercise and fitness. I started out in martial arts at a, at a young age and realized that I liked coaching people, right? Like seeing people develop. Um, so really my, my degrees in kinesiology um, after school, I was doing some work, personal training, helping manage a couple of big box gyms, um, niche gyms, um, and then actually a uh, franchisee, a new franchisee uh, for Anytime Fitness, which I had never heard of, um, put a job posting in the local paper, and that was, uh, her name is Carmen Nenelo, uh, Carmen Smith at the time, and I interviewed for a position, and I, I actually started as a club director doing some personal training. Um, and over the years we've grown and I've become an operating partner on four locations with, with her. Um, so that's kind of how I got started and, and, uh, really it, it, anytime fitness came to my hometown of West Bend before that I was working outside of the area. So wanted to be able to help some of the, some of the local people, some of the people that I knew. Yeah. And, and so when did this officially break ground? When did we open here? Yeah, we opened, uh, so we started doing pre-sale August of 2006, and we opened, I think it was September 6th of 2006. 
Okay, so we've been around for a little while now. We're 15 years in the books. Guys, give us an idea of kind of the trajectory since opening. How has it been overall? Yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been fun uh, looking back, right? We started, so our first West Bend location, we started with a facility of, in 2006, a facility that was 3,500 square feet, and we were a convenience, low-cost gym, um, if you can believe that right now. Um, and we definitely developed. We had, when we opened, I come from a personal training background, but we did, across the board, any times did very little personal training. Mm-hmm. individuals would get a key card which would allow them 24-hour access which they were excited about because really you haven't seen that before um this is 2006 right so you haven't seen it before people are excited to be working out 24 hours a day by the way they get access to other anytime fitness locations if they're able to to utilize that um but you know we've really we've really developed part of it is just in as a result of competition coming in the area yeah um so and I think, I think the, the market shifts a little bit as well, right? Yeah. Like just the dynamic of people's interest in fitness, it, it's shifted a little bit as well. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the software that we had, it would monitor people's check-ins, but we didn't have anything else. We had no way of following up with people, asking them how their workouts have been. How can we help them change things up to see the results that they want to see? And we've done a complete 180 since then. Now we're you know, no, we are, we are no longer a low cost gym. We're a coaching facility. We are hands-on high touch points, um, giving people feedback, making sure that they're hitting the results that they want to see and really helping out guidance and accountability are two of the words that we use most often now. Yeah. Anytime has, has slotted itself more in that coaching category than the traditional quote unquote big box. It doesn't really make sense to go head to head with these, these corporate planet fitnesses, gold's gyms, whatever it may be, because they have probably more square footage. They have much more financial backing. They can afford to take a loss and compete at that low price. And so you guys have adjusted and done so successfully. Keith, give us an idea of how the business looks today, right? Give us just some, some rough numbers to work with. How many people and what do they typically pay on average? Um, so we have really, as you said, like marketed ourselves for, for value and providing a lot of value as to what we offer for our right. members. Um, currently, we're sitting just over like 600 members and our average tickets, I would say monthly is about $60 a month. Um, it is kind of the median. Um, between our, our two offers that we have. So that on average is about what they are uh, starting off at a membership, um, sure. just baseline. Yeah, and that is, so So monthly membership is determined by club, correct? Or is this a franchise directed price? Yeah, so that is something we have a lot of credence to decide on our own, um, you know, as far as finding our value and how much value we can put into our member base. So we have changed, gosh, even in this last year and a half, I'd say we've probably adjusted our billing probably four or five times in the last year and a half. Yeah. And uh, the last year and a half, I'm sure that's not the only thing that's been adjusted. There have been wholesale, wholesale adjustments across the board in the industry. You mentioned that coaching is one of the bigger focuses. So what's the service, right? How do we deliver that coaching product? 
So that is a great question. Um, it's a lot to unpack as everybody's needs is a little bit different. Right. You don't have a one size fits all mentality towards coaching. Um, mm -hmm. Some people are phenomenal, self-driven. You know, they can come in, they meet with one of our coaches just once a month for a check-in. Uh, we can do like a, a body comp scan or even just like, you know, having some, some mental acuity as far as like pushing them towards where they want to go. Uh, sometimes that's enough to unpack for somebody to be successful. Uh, other people, as Jason was kind of uh, alluding to previously, need some guidance, need some accountability uh, to really reach and achieve the goals that they set out for themselves. So we really, we really try and give every member the right tools uh, to really see those goals, just asking the right questions and really giving them those resources that we didn't have previously. Yeah. And, and so if we're to put a title on it, right, of course, I mean, the fitness industry forever has, has sort of lived and died by one-on-one -on -one personal training. That's been the gold standard, but other facilities and, and other businesses have sort of evolved that to start to do more of a small group. And as I understand it, both of these things are in focus for you guys. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have. I will say we've tried just about everything as far as like the industry standards. We've done one-on-one -on -one training, we've done large group training, and we've also done small group training. And by and large, we're able to service more people in a small group setting. We're able to, you know, keep and retain our coaches, uh, you know, as a result of being able to service more clients. Um, and in the large group settings, people don't necessarily feel lost in the crowd. We have less injuries in those small group settings when we can give them the attention and focus they need uh, as far as like keeping them safe in workouts and giving them the appropriate cues that you might not get when you're one out of eight to 10 people. Um, so small groups really been our bread and butter for seeing success and really getting people progress. Yeah. Jason, one of the ways that this model, this kind of open gym model, and then higher tiered services from there. One of the ways that success has been driven is through some sort of trial, some sort of free training session, some sort of free consultation, whatever you want to call it. There's, there's all sorts of different iterations of it. Is that something that you guys do to help drive traffic towards these services? We do, and we've done it in different through a little bit different avenues. So first and foremost, yes, uh, every new member um, does get a fitness consultation, initial coaching session. Uh, we sit down with them, we, we go over their health history, uh, we take them through an in-body or a, you know, a body comp scan um, and really try to dive into their why, right? We talk about Simon Sinek, um, you know, why uh, quite a bit and, and we help to educate them on what that is. And then from there, we try to give them the best recommendation. Sometimes that might be a short-term um, personal training, coaching package, let's say. So we'll do like a 21-day challenge where somebody does three times a week coaching or a hands-on training along with maybe some nutrition just to try it out, see how they like it. There is a price tag on that. Yep. Or we might just invite them to a free training session, see how they like it, and then hopefully get them to see the value in more long-term training and go from there. So that's yeah, typically yeah. that, you know, the avenues that we try to take with individuals. 
Yeah, it seems that with these types of services, the higher priced, whatever, personal training or semi-private small group, when people try it, when they experience it, it's a much easier sale. It's a much easier contextual thing to wrap their brain around because they know what they're getting into. One thing I had previously been involved with running an Equinox in Brooklyn, and we had a similar thing. We had a, we had a title for it, but essentially a consultation and a free personal training session. But the trouble was we had maybe 10% on average utilization of people actually taking advantage of those free trials and 20% on a good month. Is that something that you guys have experienced difficulty with is getting people to actually use those resources available? So one of the, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, and I think one of the reasons we were able to bounce back during COVID and we've been able to be as successful as we are is our team throughout our four locations. Our team has been with us for quite some time. We role play, role play, role play. Yeah. And we, we reflect on the conversations and opportunities that we've had in the club and figure out what we've done well and what we haven't. And that's allowed us. So our goal is actually 90% scheduled fitness consultations at point of sale. And that whether that's a trial, so is somebody coming in just trying out our club, we still want them to have the experience of what we have to offer. So we want those, we want those individual, ind individuals to be scheduled for that fitness consultation as well. Yep. Now, in terms, of, in terms of show, so if we schedule 90%, um, where our goal is to have 80% of those show, right? Mm -hmm. So that becomes a little bit difficult. You know, obviously things pop up right now. People are testing their... You know, if they, if they got a little sniffle, they're probably holding off on coming in for that and rescheduling. But our goal is to get that rescheduled for them as well. So yeah. really, it's having great conversations with them, building the value in what we have to offer. Because if they don't get that fitness consultation, we're just another gym to them. Right. And, and I think even by nature of statistics, getting 80% to show just with more at-bats, even if your team isn't good at sales, and I have no idea, we haven't even touched on that just by nature of having more at bats, it's going to result in a better outcome in the end. Talk to us about kind of how you guys generate leads in the first place. How are we bringing in outside people? So the, the marketing side of this, how are you guys getting in front of new potential members? Same thing, apparently. Um, there's, I'd say there's a lot of layers to that. Um, there's, there's certainly some things that we're doing through paid ads through both Facebook and Instagram. We're constantly engaging, um, you know, our social media outlets. Um, you know, we do work with another service that helps run some, some programs for us on the marketing side of things. Okay. Um, you know, as far as lead generation uh, we do some internal stuff through constant contact but obviously the longer we do that is there's going to be diminishing returns the more and more we we go to that well um every time we market to our own lead group right it sure. just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks uh sure. so we but i would say a good chunk of where we get most it specific to the west bend location is is word of mouth um mm. just developing a culture of I want to share this with my friend, you know, offering referral programs, both for memberships and for personal training, um, you know, has created an environment of like, I love this gym so much. 
I want to share this with my friend. And then as a business, we reward that and, and thank both our member for that and the new incoming person. So they both get to take advantage of the reciprocal referral. I, I think that's an incredibly important point is when we talk about marketing, inevitably it brings us back to word of mouth and referrals and, and such. And the reality is you could have the best marketing, the best sales team in the world, but if your product isn't good and people don't want to share it with other people, then your marketing is all for naught, right? It's, it's just going to be wasted money. Now, you mentioned one thing that I wanted to ask you about, and it's it sounded like you were working with some sort of third-party agency or marketing company to do a lot of lead gen for you. How has your experience been with that? Because I think a lot of gym owners toy around with that idea. How has it been for you guys? So over overall, it's been great. I mean, we honestly, it's not something that we could do by ourselves. Um, there are some different nuances that, you know, that I think they offer in terms of like automatic, um, automatic text when we get a lead in automatic follow-ups that has been a little bit clunky. And the reason that it's been a little bit clunky is because our team is really good at following up themselves. And I think some of the settings allow yeah. it for, allow it for clubs that maybe aren't as good. Right. So we've had to figure out what the best recipe is for the settings for some of those automatic follow-ups. And to be honest, we've had to dwindle them back a little bit. But in terms of the leads that we've been getting in and, and just some of the communication has been has been phenomenal. Um, and again, it's it's a tool. Right. Keith mentioned. Of course. Keith mentioned re referrals. Um, we have the op op uh, options for online trials. Um, we do guerrilla marketing still. We do marketing to corporate businesses. So it's all layered. Um, and this is just another tool in the toolbox that we didn't have, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's two things that you mentioned there that I wanted to expand on. And, and one of them being, this is a singular tool, right? We, we refer to it as poles in the water. If we're fishing and I have one fishing pole, I can catch one fish. If I have five fishing poles, my odds are that much better. You said a really, really interesting thing with, with uh, the lead gen, right? We're getting these leads in, but then automated messages are going out and it's getting a little bit clunky or, or awkward. And I mean, if you were anecdotally to ask your members who likes getting automated messages, the, it, no one, nobody does. And the reality is when we nurture these leads, a genuine human interaction is going to win out. 10 times out of 10. And so your team takes advantage of that on their own and it's getting these people to show, right? right. That's, that's the whole point of it. Right. Take yeah, us. Actually, and we, we had, this was a good, th this happened to be a, somebody who messaged in off of a Facebook ad that we had yesterday. And I was working with one of our um, club directors. Uh, it was, this is a different, different location, but um, the individual, you know, our club director asked what, what the goal was of them kind of reaching out. Like, what, what would you like to see as a product of your fitness program? And the gentleman said that he's looking to lose 175 pounds. And then he kept asking questions upon price, to which our club director, you know, answered, um, gave him a range, but never really hit on, hey, what's, what's the reason for your goal? We would love to hear more about it. Even if you don't come in and sign up, 
we would still love to come in and have a conversation and see if there's any other tools that we can help you to reach this 175 pound goal. Like that's a huge goal. And there's probably some emotional tie-ins to that oh, yeah. on, on why they want to lose oh, that, yeah. right? So it's, you're right, having that human interaction and doing it in a way that's, we talk about caring, coaching, and connecting all the time. It's our three C's. It's something that anytime is kind of, uh, you know, move forward with, and we've adopted quite a bit, but we always have to be caring, coaching, and connecting in our club. And you have to do that through your lead marketing as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, that when we talk about acquisition, right, bringing on new customers, it's not just generating leads. It's not just a sales consultation with a membership advisor. It's this umbrella of, okay, we need to generate leads, be it from paid advertising, referrals from guerrilla marketing, from wherever. We need to nurture those leads to get them to show up. And then we need to have a sales process to walk them through what the options are. And to your point, figure out why, what are they here for? They reached out. So clearly we're at an advantage of knowing that they have a problem, but we need to know what that problem is so we can figure out how best to solve. And so gentlemen, if I were, if, if we're to take a step back, right, we're to look at this marketing and sales funnel way up at the top, we have lead gen somewhere in the middle is our, our sales process and how many members are converting. And then down at the bottom is retention and how many members we're keeping which of those stages are you guys focused the most on improving here as we move into 2022? Is it more leads? Is it better conversion? Is it better retention? Where, where can you guys make the biggest impact? It's a great question. Yeah, but both, I, I know it's, uh, you can't see us right now, but uh, both Keith and I are kind of tilting our heads back and-, and <laughs> A quick beard scratch, right? Yeah, right? Mm. So, so Keith is thinking about it more from a West Bend perspective. Obviously me working with four different locations, I'm thinking about each location and each location kind of has their own nuances, right? Sure. Uh, Keith has been with us for uh, going on eight years now. And honestly, he's great at, I don't want to say, he's great at selling, but he's great at getting people to understand value and how that ties into him. Uh, it ties into the person that he has in front of them, right? To get that, to allow them to see value, thereby getting more sales. Um, our retention here at our West Bend location has actually been pretty phenomenal. Um, I would say for this location specifically, it's gotta be lead generation. It's gotta be lead generation, right? We just don't have, in comparison to some of the other clubs, and our location is a little bit set back in our parking lot off of the busy street. It's a little bit harder to see, um, we do have, uh, you know, we do have a Planet Fitness that's in town, right? Um, so sometimes when people hear Anytime Fitness, they think Planet Fitness because mm -hmm. they've done, to be honest, they've spent more dollars in marketing than, than we've been able they to. They have deeper pockets, that's for right. sure. Exactly. So, so for this location specifically, it's, it's definitely getting the, getting the individuals in the door. Once they're in the door, they, they see the value. Um, Keith, and, Keith and the team here really does a great job in, in making sure they're set up for success. So yeah, I would say for this we, location. If we get them through the doors, they're joining for sure. Yeah, I, I really, Jason, I really think what you just said there is incredibly important. You have this unique perspective because you oversee a number of different businesses. But if we were to remove the Anytime Fitness branding from that and just looked at these as individual gyms, the point is that even with the same sort of staff and management in place, 
different locations are going to have their own unique challenges. And so figuring out how to address those individually for you guys, lead gen is one of them. And to the point we talked about earlier, right? Focusing on semi-private training, focusing on personal training and almost this kind of next step beyond retention and ascension, right? Driving people towards higher level services at a certain point, we're going to get capped on how many members we can have, right? There's always a physical limitation unless we're to find a bigger building and 10,000, 15,000 square feet, but we're going to have a physical cap. And so for businesses like yours, yes, we can always host a little bit more growth. We can rearrange the, the setup so that we can have more people, but at a certain point in sort of business maturity, that next step comes even more in focus. And it sounds like that's kind of on the horizon for you guys as well. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, membership growth is definitely a, a goal of ours. More, more so than even that, I would say, is our um, personal training engagement within the membership that we already right. have. Yeah. I, we're, you know, we're sitting... 15.5%? 15.5% at this location. Yeah. And that's, you know, that leaves a lot of members out there to, to get involved in, in personal training, right? Yeah. So. Our goal is to make our team happy, um, you know, so that so that they're successful. They're only successful if our members are successful, and our members are most successful if they're doing more hands-on work with our coaches. Right. If so we're if we're to slap a, a business metric on it, revenue per member, right? Mm -hmm. We have our base membership that everybody's paying, but if we can get them to invest in higher-level services, you guys know based on the conviction of the products, they're going to get better results, mm -hmm. right? And so driving that metric 15 and a half percent utilization that's really what sounds like the the next move the next kind of level of success for you guys and that's probably a pretty good place to to start to wrap this up because i think a lot of businesses in this sort of model this sort of industry the the medium box space find themselves in in a similar situation um, but guys, before we wrap this up and get out of here, where can people find out a little bit more about this West Bend location? Yeah, absolutely. So we're uh, West Bend, uh, West Bend, Wisconsin. So you can definitely check us out by going to anytimefitness.com um, and then just searching for uh, the West Bend location. That's probably one of the best ways. We're definitely uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So, uh, so you can find us there. But I think the easiest way to, to find out all those avenues is through our website. Perfect. Guys, connect with Jason and Keith on all of those platforms listed and check out the website to find out a little bit more. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to host this conversation. I really appreciate your mindset and your insight when it comes to how you're operating this individual club and the other clubs under your umbrella. And I'm excited to see what the next iteration of this business looks like for you. And I wish you the best. Awesome. Absolutely. And so to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk to fitness business owners about the business of fitness and how they're out there in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic, to hear I'm with my guests, Corey and James from Dream Performance in Fort Worth, Texas. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Excited to have you guys on. You got a lot of things, a lot of big things going on down there in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, I guess, gyms included. So tell us, tell us all about Dream Performance. Man, Dream Performance is a uh, family-friendly operated gym. We have boxing, uh, boot camp, personal training, um, yoga, spin class, pretty much if you name it, we got it. And again, I got to emphasize it is a family-friendly operated gym. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of to add on to what, to what Corey said, it's, uh, we really, really emphasize not only family, but uh, community. I think it's, it's important to consider that, you know, when you're bringing people together, um, you know, for, for, for their health, uh, those things uh, are what keep, you know, um, a gym going. And, and you know, it's, it's really uh, why we have such a thriving gym culture, you know, emphasizing that community and family aspect of, of our operations. Excellent. Excellent. I want to dive a little deeper into what you're doing now, but for context, to make it make a little bit more sense, what's the background um, as far as how Dream Performance came together, how you all came to be partners? Give us a little bit of that backstory. All right. Um, so Kendrick and I, my business partner, we, we met five years ago now. Um, I was doing some ministry at the time. I was um, just doing personal training uh, outside at a Arlington, um, at a Arlington High School, um, just small boot camps, three or four people, ten at the most. Um, I was on a ministry's trip. Um, I was speaking at a church, and Kendrick was um, there, and he he seen me afterwards. And we kind of knew each other. We met, locked eyes, like, hey, they look familiar. So, because um, I mean, come check out my gym upstairs. It's the second floor of this church, thirty-three thousand square foot, huge facility. Um, but he's just a boxing coach. I don't say just a boxing coach. That that's what he his focus uh, is on boxing. Um, so it's like, man, I'm I'm looking for a trainer, not knowing that I was at training at the time. Again, just outside, I'm like, well, I'm a trainer. He's like, well, you know, come be a part, and it, it kind of went from there. That's that was literally the beginning of our relationship. Um, again, I, I I said this before. It's literally just God's work. Um, everything lining up. Because again, I was there on a ministry ministry uh, trip. Other than that, I wouldn't have been there. Wouldn't have met Kendrick. Um, but he's two weeks out from his grand opening. 
Um, and I'm, again, an outside trainer. Have no equipment, have some battle ropes, some med balls, but that's about it. Um, I drive by my high school and I realize they have a brand new facility uh, opened up, weight room, indoors, like really nice. So I call my coach, like, hey, um, what are y'all doing with y'all's old equipment? Long story short, he's like, come by, see what we have. You know, I might be able to lend you something. He opens up the gym to where I used to work out at. Um, he's like, where do you want? And it's literally the whole gym that I used to work out at. And he's like, whatever you want, you can have. He's like, I can't do nothing with it. I just have to get rid of it. I can't take it into the new gym because under our contract, anything we previously had cannot go into our new facility. So I literally got a brand new, to me it was brand new. <laughs> it was used, but that, that's literally what started Dream Performance. Um, again, we're two years upstairs of a um, of a church, just a DBA doing what we could, um, young entrepreneurs. Um, to sum this up to where we are now, we were actually getting, we were getting kicked out of the facility we were. Um, just a lot of not professional business. It was a church involved, a nonprofit involved, and then us trying to run a business. Um, too many people were just involved. It wasn't going as planned. So as we're getting kicked out of this facility, Kendrick's best friend comes to him and is like, hey, I want to invest. How can I help you, you know, get off your feet and get this thing going? Not knowing that we're getting kicked out of this gym. So again, just kind of God's timing and the alignment of everything was just perfect. Um, so that that led us to this facility, which we've been here now for three years. In our first year, again, we're, we're new, young entrepreneurs. We, we're great trainers, but didn't really know the, the business side of it. So we opened up the doors. We had a flood of people come in. Um, we're doing great. But then not knowing the administrator, the business side of it, we're going downhill fast. So James came along. He actually had a, another gym, and I'll let him speak about it. He had another gym, but he put out a post um, talking about collaboration, uh, and he came to Dream Performance and completely took Dream Performance to where we are now because he brought the administrative side to Dream Performance to what, what we knew how to do was train. We didn't know the business side, and that's what James brought. So I kind of let, let him tell that side of how he came along to Dream Performance. So, you know, my, my, my journey really isn't too – different from, from Corey, you know, I think, and I think most entrepreneur uh, fitness trainers kind of start that same way, you know, doing those boot camps, small boot camps, charging a nominal price. And, you know, I was actually working with a partner of mine and, um, you know, we were, were able to kind of grow and develop with, uh, with each other. And he, uh, we eventually were able to move into a, a warehouse type of setting. And so all we offered at the time was like uh, group fitness um, and we were, I think we were, we were reasonably uh, successful, but we were kind of piecemealing it together because uh, he worked a full-time job. I worked a full-time job and I still do to this day. And yeah, and we were piecemealing it part-time and we had the help of uh, a couple of trainers um, who we were, who, who believed in our mission and, and, and kind of filled in, you know, some of the gaps where we weren't able to. And, you know, we were, um, really talking about how we really wanted to scale and grow, but we understood that we could not do it by ourselves. And so my partner, he put out a Facebook post and said, wouldn't it be great if all of these trainers came up under one roof with one common goal? Like who would who would be down to do that? And so 
people started commenting on the on the post and my my partner he was going to reach out to you know to to everybody on that post and now I said nah I said you know what let me let me vet some of these people because um, you can't go to bit you can't go into business with everybody and so I went down the list and I'm like nah nope 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 and then I saw Corey and Kendrick did a little bit of Facebook stalking and I said I said reach out to them and so we reached out to them like it was like mid June, and um, we we met at their gym, and there was an instant synergy. They knew what we knew, and it was in order for us to grow, we got we got to work together. And so eventually we came together under under one roof. Uh, my my old business was called Ready Heroes Fitness Camp. I let that go. And ironically enough, I'll take a backpedal a little bit. You know, I went on a fast to um, really pray about this decision. And I came across this sermon that I have saved to this day. It's, it's called The Danger of a Dream by Stephen Furtick. And in this sermon, he says that, you know, sometimes the dreams, the dream that we have for ourselves is the first draft. Are you okay with the revision? Of your dream and so i got to thinking about that i'm like whoa i think this is we're talking about this this partnership that we're getting ready to ha uh, that we're getting ready to happen getting ready to happen and then you know he then says that what if part of god's vision and dream for you is that you help someone else accomplish their dream and their vision are you open to that and then the last thing that I got from from this sermon that uh, that really, really, really resonated and, and, and made me move forward with this, uh, this partnership is the greatest things that you accomplish in this world will be through relationships. And so, you know, it was it was it was at that moment that it was it was clear and obvious that, you know, we needed to partner with Dream Performance. And then COVID hit. And had we not joined in a line at the time that we did, had I st you know, st uh, stood pat at Ready Heroes Fitness Camp, had they not you know, agreed to partner with us, both of our gyms would, would, would have went under during, during COVID. And so you know, to, to Corey's point, um, God's timing and, and alignment have really, really, really brought us uh, together. Wow, you guys! Uh, if anything, if anything could have felt possibly like it was more destined to happen, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else you could have thrown in there though. But like, yeah, it, uh, it all makes sense, and that's why I think getting these backgrounds is so important. Uh, even though you know we can be time limited, it's just a matter of like, it helps everything else make sense and in, in what your purpose is and, and what your why is. So. Let, we'll fast forward now to uh, to present days. I mean, you guys have so many so many offerings. You know, group training, personal training, uh, yoga, cycling, boxing, uh, nutrition, uh, all the all the standard things that people might expect. Um, you have an app that you're working on. Uh, but then we talked a little bit off air about this thing that, that you've been able to develop the spin and Zen concept, which I've heard of a couple of things that were sort of similar, but not anything that's exactly like that. So 
give us the lowdown on on how that idea was born and and how it's come together. Ooh, man! <laughs> Once again, like if I if I tell you the story behind our, our partners Enzo and and in, in Studio E, it's the it's the it's the same thing, Dominic. It's it's alignment, and it's it's God's it's God's timing. And you know what? I I guess the concept of uh, the concept of a spin and Zen is really to create an inclusive space uh, for people uh, to to work out to for people to to feel welcome, no matter their fitness level, no matter their body type, no matter their their skin color, uh, and, and you know just the fact of the matter uh, in in the fitness industry there are not a lot of um, people. Uh, of color, not a lot of minorities that are operating um, in this in this space, and so we uh, really kind of set out, you know, to to bring you know to bring about this concept to let people know that one, you can find your fitness doing anything that you can enjoy. That's why we have this hodgepodge of, of, of concepts. You know, sometimes, you know, people may not necessarily always resonate with spin. They may not necessarily resonate with yoga. They may not necessarily resonate with HIIT or Tabata workouts. But we understand that when you have different types of fitness modalities and you're bringing it together in an inclusive environment, you know, you have an opportunity to really create something special and something for everyone to, to enjoy Awesome. I, it just, everything comes back to the same, seems like the same theme, the same message of, like you said, of, of inclusiveness, of family, of environment. And it's almost like the environment begets the facilitation of fitness and not fitness and how do we wrap this thing around it? Bingo, bingo, bingo. Dead, dead on and Corey, I don't mean to, to dominate. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna toss this one to you here in a bit. But one of the things that that I uh, that I talk to Corey Corey a lot about uh, when I talk to prospective clients is I always I'm a salesman. That's part of what I do. But when you go to one group fitness gym, you've been to them all. To be honest with you, there's not anything that's too much different from gym to gym. But I always talk about that culture. The, the positive atmosphere, you know, how our clients interact with each other. I mean, Corey posted a great story uh, on on his IG, Corey, and I'll bounce it to you to, you know, to kind of really let people know what our culture is like. But, you know, the, the atmosphere does beget the, the fitness, uh, the fitness experience. So, Corey, I'll, I'll bounce it to you on that. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you hit the, the nail on the head with that. It's just that I'm not a salesman. So what I do is I just try to get people in the doors. Like, no, I'm not going to give you a price. Just come visit. We offer a free week. It's like, just come and visit because the, the culture and the members are going to sell it. And it's just like, you just feel at home and you feel welcome. And everyone who signs up says the same thing. It's like, I loved it. They're like, everyone just made me feel comfortable. No matter their fitness level, it's just, it's just, they just love it here. And to what James was talking about on my IG, um, it was Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. So, this past week, um, we have a uh, spin class, so a cycling class at 10. It's over at 11. Um, so I, I give the class time enough to run class, die down. And then I have a young one at home, so I had to come home to kind of to read and do some work. I had to come to the gym to read and do some work just to kind of be away from home and let my kid run around the gym by herself. So I come in at 1230, and again, mind you, I'm coming in later so the spin class can do their thing and be – 
out of the gym. I come in at 1230, so an hour and a half later, and they're still in here having a full breakfast, like just relaxing, just having fun, joking. So I'm in the office. I'm reading about 30 minutes in, and I'm just realizing, like, they're in there having a good time. And it's just like, it's just the culture, the environment that we've created. And um, I'm just like, I'm just sitting here just enjoying not not even in the presence. I'm just enjoying that is going on in the gym. Like just people are just literally in there just having fun. Well, again, cycling, workout, cycling kind of brought them here, but that's not what kept them. You know, that, that's not what's keeping our members. Because like James said, you can go anywhere and go to a boot camp. A squat is a squat no matter who teaches it. So it, it's not the workout that's keeping them here. It's really the culture and the environment that's keeping them here. And one of the, and just to add on to that a little bit more, Dominic, I always say that it's easy for an individual to leave a gym. It's a lot harder to leave people. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, we are a gym that is a, is, is about that are about the people. And so when you like, for the most part, when our clients get into the gym, they stay, we don't have a, a, a high, high turnover rate. Uh, the culture, you know, the way that we go about it, it, engaging, um, the, the the variety that we offer, uh, really, really helps us with with our retention rates. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So it's it's really it's interesting the way that it's it's more reverse engineered. Mm. Right. People may find you because they're they're looking for a gym or they're looking for fitness. If, if that's even, I bet you probably more people find you because one of their friends posted on. Instagram or Facebook or, you know, drag them in and said, listen, like it, this isn't, this isn't about the gym. Just come here and, and check out my family, check out my group, however it is. And I, I'm sure a lot of your people probably do refer to it as their family or their second family. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with, with having that strong, that culture, the community, lots of referral, word of mouth, you guys have taken some other initiatives as far as marketing, advertising. Um, we were talking a little bit about um, there's a, uh, an offshoot of Macy's down there that, that works with promotions. What are some of the other things besides just having an amazing community and getting those referrals and word of mouth that, that you've done to show out in the community and get people interested uh, or anything else you found that that's worked to get people to call you up and say, hey, let me check this place out. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if this particular program that we're working on fits the bill in that regard, but uh, it does align with, you know, some of our community initiatives. And we um, have actually aligned with uh, Moncrief uh, Cancer Institute and uh, a local nonprofit called Cancer Care Services to provide uh mammography screenings on, on April 2nd. Um, and so Moncrief is going to bring out their, their big mobile unit, um, you know, to our parking lot at, at Dream Performance. And we're going to be providing free uh, breast cancer screenings um, for uh, the, the community. And, and so, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, who, who Dream is, you know, it's, it's not only the, the fitness aspect of it all, but, you know, we really, really seek to be pillars um, in, in our community. And so we, we, uh, a, a, a lot of what we, we do throughout the year are, are various community service, uh, projects and even the spin and Zen, um, class that we're going to be, um, 
offering uh, a portion of the proceeds will actually go uh, to a local nonprofit. And so, you know, we're in the community and we're of the community um, as well. Wow, there, there is definitely a lot of, uh, of entwinement, entrenchment into, into your area there. So, you know, I'm sure that the, the inquiries come to you from, from all different reasons. Uh, we talked a lot about, about, or a little bit about, you know, uh, Corey, you don't, you don't picture yourself as a salesperson. James, you are more of a salesperson um, by admission. Uh, and I think that's something to be proud of because in a lot of instances, because it is a business, it does allow us to help somebody once we can facilitate a transaction. It doesn't mean you have to be sleazy, slimy, you know, that you don't have to use tricks and techniques, but usually some type of sale has to take place in order to help somebody get them into your world and then show them what it's all about. So do you two have uh, very different approaches to how you handle new people coming in? Is there any sort of overlap or, or procedure that you use? I know you said you, you offer a free week at the gym and, and that lets people get familiar and, and demonstrate what you're all about. Is there anything else that you do uh, on a regular, almost every time basis when a new person comes into your world? Yeah. Um, I'll also pass this to James because uh, he locks, works a lot with the uh, new people as we onboard them. But um, we do have to do two different techniques and mine is I'm always at the gym. I'm pretty much here. I mean, 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. So I'm here all the time. Um, so I'm, I see them a lot. As they come in, I'll introduce myself, which, again, I was, I, I was a natural introvert. So coming out of my shell and talking to new members was, again, just me growing. So, But I'm, I'm very – I communicate with them personally, and it's easier for me to translate that to James, who's, who can sell, and is a lot of times that's over the phone. Um, so it, it kind of separates that that who you see and who you talk to money wise. So it comes, somebody can come to me and like, Hey, I want to do personal training. I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, we can set up dates, but let's take care of your finances first over with James. And it kind of separates that, that, um, Hey, you know, me kind of hook me up kind of deal. Cause it's like, no, let's handle the business side, you know, professionally. And then we can get back to, you know, what you want to do. Um, but one thing that really locks in our, our customers as they come in the door is James literally takes an onboarding call with every single person. And I'll let him elaborate on those. But as someone comes in, James will give me a call or a text like, hey, we have a new uh, client coming in and this is pretty much their life story. And he, we have everyone's life story before they come into the door. And, 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 that, that's, and that's what James does. Yeah. And so, you know, um, having, you know, I, I think it's really important to build relationships with people before uh, they step foot in the gym. And they need to hear from someone, um, you know, they need to, to, to have that, that, that rapport uh, because ultimately uh, that's gonna, you know, determine whether they stay long-term. And so, um, you know, when I uh, make these calls, I really focus on motivational interviewing. Uh, using some of those techniques and, and, and strategies. And, and it's really about like, okay, what brings you to the gym? What stood out about, you know, what, what attracted you to the gym? What stands out about our gym? Um, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish? And, you know, um, hearing those questions um, from, from those clients, you know, depending on what they say, um, I may be able to, you know, 
um, ask them follow-up questions, dig a little bit deeper, find their why. Uh, and then when I get into the sales portion of the call, uh, I never sell the workouts. I never, at least I don't lead with that. I don't lead with what we offer. I lead with the culture. I lead with the atmosphere. I lead with our, our why, you know, why we do what we do. And, you know, it's really about providing, you know, fitness that's accessible to everyone in a family-friendly environment. That's what I say all the time. And then I kind of lead in with, you know, the our offerings and everything that, that we do. And so typically after those, those phone calls, I always follow up with uh, the schedule uh, so they can have an idea of when they're going to be uh, – so they can let me know when they're gonna be coming to class. And then once they confirm, you know, we have a group chat with all of our trainers. I screenshot their information, throw it into the chat. So if they don't come to the class that they say they're gonna to come to, another trainer can expect them in their class perhaps. And so everyone is on the same page on what's going down and, and, what, and what's going on. And then more and more importantly, after that first class, I text them and I follow up. Hey, how was it? Uh, did you enjoy yourself? So really, really kind of carrying that process from the time they come through the door all the way to the time that they're ready to become a committed member uh, is kind of where I really kind of find myself uh, bringing the most valuable contributions uh, to, to the business. That's, that's a heck of a one-two punch that you're, you're, uh, you're packing there. Um, I think we, we got a little more background on Corey, but James, you said that you have another another business or another job that you're involved in is it in the sales profession or anything consultative i'm just curious to see where where that polish in those procedures comes from yeah very good great 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 question so um i actually am a director for a nonprofit that services uh cancer patients in tarrant county and so the name of this nonprofit is called uh, Cancer Care of Services. And we provide financial, um, emotional, and social support to cancer patients, caregivers, and survivors. And my um, position um, in particular is called the Director of Outreach and Health Equity. So a lot of what I do at, at Cancer Care Services has really, really informed how I operate uh, Dream Performance. Um, also, just professionally, I have a, a social work background and a master's in public administration. So uh, my approach is, is kind of I have a little bit of what, what you would call human behavior training. So um, a lot of what I do in my nine to five is about relationship building, about getting out in front of people and, and, and talking and, and, and understanding, you know, what it is that they, they want to accomplish. And then, you know, putting them in a uh, position uh, to succeed and you know, um, don't don't mean to be long winded here, but I really got to thinking about like what it is that I'm good at, and 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 I, I narrowed it down to three words, and it's teaching, it's it's motivating, and it's connecting. And so whether I'm at Cancer Care Services or whether at, I'm at Dream Performance or if I'm doing anything, like the essence of who I am, boiled down to those those three words. Makes sense. It shows through and, and it pulls through a, a really dynamic combination between the two of you. So um, I, I, it's just one of the you know, thing that just keeps going through my head is how, you know, I, it's not even that the sky's the limit for you guys. I think there might not be a limit. But um, as we start to wind down time wise, um, what does the future look like for you? What do you want to do with dream performance? 
you know, what are, what are the, the big goals that you guys talk about, you know, how, how you can serve, how you can impact the community more? What does it look like, you know, down the road for you? Oh, uh, man, we, we just want to be a pillar in our community, which we, we said um, previously, just being in our community and of our community. Um, people can come and not only just work out, but it is a family friendly atmosphere that they can you come here, community service, you can come um, just support one another. So much you can do here. And that's that is our big picture is collaborating with local businesses and just building being one big pillar of just of other opportunities. Um, I, we're not. We don't offer cycling, you know. Elon offers cycling. It just happens to be at Dream Performance. Same thing with these other partnerships. They're they're their own functional business, just you know, with, with Dream Performance, and that's what we that's our goal is to create partnerships and collaborations. That um, we're not in competition with everybody. We're not in competition with anybody. Um, if anything, we're here we're here to help people, and you know, just let's as a team, let's go help more people. No, so that's what we're here for. That's what we are striving to is to build a team to reach more people. Yeah. And I want, I, I think it's uh, something to, to also point out too, is, um, you know, take a look at our, our Instagram page, you know, Corey, myself, Kendrick, we're not really vi super duper visible on that page. And, you know, that's, that's by, that's by design. I think we want people to identify dream performance with our clients, with our culture, with our atmosphere, and not necessarily us. You know, our clients know behind the scenes, you know, who calls the shots, you know, who, you know, who organizes and, run, and runs things uh, because, you know, they eventually have to join the gym. But to the public, like, you know, dream, dream performance is, is, is not about Corey, it's not about Kendrick, it's not about, it's not about James. It's about, it's about the people. That about uh, sums up everything that you guys have said. Just comes back, you know, just just those words, right? It's about the people. Um, we we don't have a long time to dig into it, but I will say if uh, with that type of of spin, that type of public face, it, it does remind me one of my one of my favorite kind of more recent business books is called Building a Story Brand. And basically, if you were to sum up the whole thing, it's it's basically you know, your, your clients, your customers, they're the real hero, right? If it was a story, if there was a superhero, like, yes, you facilitate it. Yes, you put it together. But when it comes down to it, you know, they're, they're the ones doing the thing. They're, you know, they're the, the hero of the story of whatever you guys are doing and, and where there are still a lot of people who will put the spotlight on themselves and, and try to make it about them. And it's, you know, it, with, without the clients, without that community, Mm -hmm. there's no you, you you'll, you'll be doing something else. Absolutely. So I like that aspect of things. All right. As we wind down here, last question, I'll give you guys both a crack at it. Um, any, any one lesson, any, anything you wish you could tell your younger self or any, any kind of words of wisdom, one line or something like that, that you, you'd like to put out there, the other trainers, other, other professionals in the fitness world, um, something that you maybe you live by or has made a big impact on you? James, I'll let you start. Man. I, I said it's hard that, to pick one, right? But yeah. just give me give me one. I said I said it at the top. Relationships. If you want to to, to my young trainers out there, you may want to build 
a brand, but eventually, if that brand is as big as you think it's going to be, you need to partner with people with a shared vision and sharing the credit too. So relationships, being able to share in the credit and, and, and humility. All right, Corey, it's on you. Um, great question. Um, I would say through this journey, I definitely have to teach myself or I talk to myself, any young trainer, um, just open to correction and never stop learning. Um, be, being young, being uh, I'm, I'm only I'm 30. I, again, I've been now in this for five years. So starting when I was 25 as an entrepreneur, um, just being full of myself. You know, I thought I knew everything. Um, I was a college dropout and I was I was proud of it. Say, hey, I'm just going to self be self-educated. Um, but I really wasn't educating myself. So just keep educating yourself and being able to be corrected. I um, not, not wanting to be corrected is, is a downfall and is a, is being is you're setting yourself up for disaster. Um, so being able to be corrected and just keep learning, just keep learning. Um, never you never know enough. You know when you learn something and uh, pick it up, go with it and learn something else. Fantastic. All right, this is going to be a much easier question before I before we wrap up here. Uh, for our listeners, anybody out there wants to find you, website, social media, what do you got? Where can we find you in the in the digital world? Um, IG, Dream Performance, Facebook, Dream Performance, um, Twitter, Dream Performance, is everything. Just type in Dream Performance. Email is dreamperformance18 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just Google us, Dream Performance. And Dominique, I want to I give a shout out to uh, our other partner, Coach Kendry, uh, who's currently um, taking care of business at the Golden Gloves here in, in, in Fort Worth. Uh, oh, man, Kendrick, man, we appreciate you. And then also all of our trainers. I'm not going to list them all because last time I did, I forgot somebody. And so I don't, <laughs> don't want to mess that up. But for all of the trainers at Dream Performance, you know you know who you are. We, uh, we appreciate everything you do. And there is no, no us without you. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you being on here with us today. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right. You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, I appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.